Welcome to Beyond the Data. I'm Dr. Phoebe Thorpe, and here with me today is Dr. Larry Garber from Reliant Medical Group. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. The session today is about medication adherence for chronic diseases. Um, why, why is this a problem, taking, having uh, patients not being able to take their medication uh, when they're prescribed it? It's, it's actually, I've been a physician for 30 years, and it actually came as a surprise to me. I've, you know, for many years, I just assumed that patients were taking their medications and would just wonder why some people's blood pressure wouldn't improve or their cholesterol wouldn't improve with the medicines until I started to you know, learn and understand that for patients on chronic medications, uh, half of them are not taking the medications as prescribed. You know, they're not adhering to their, their regimens. And so it's a, it's a huge problem. Um, and there are many reasons, uh, but, but the implications are, are, are phenomenal that, you know, it impacts the health of our patients, that they're more likely to progress uh, to, uh, to problems and disability related to their uh, diseases uh, or even to death. Um, and, and besides being obviously bad for our patients, it's, it's also bad for society. It costs hundreds of billions of dollars every year that are wasted on hospitalizations or support for the disabled patients who have suffered diseases because they haven't been adhering to their medications. And you said there were lots of reasons that patients don't take their medications. What, what are some of them that you so found out? I guess the way I've, I've looked at it is they, they fall into two categories, uh, categories of patients intentionally not taking their medications and sometimes unintentionally. Uh, so for intentional reasons, uh, you know, often more and more it's becoming due to the cost of medications. Uh, you know, they're very expensive okay. and if they can't afford them, you know, if they decide do I eat or do I take my medicines, they choose to eat. So cost is a reason or, and also um, a lot of times they you know, don't like the side effects that they're getting from the medications, so they'll, they'll choose not to take them because of that. Uh, and a lot of times they also don't you know, believe that they ought to be taking the medications. They don't believe that the medications will work for them or someone's told them, oh, you shouldn't be on that medication, or maybe there are cultural reasons that they, they believe the medication's not good for them and, and so they don't take it. Um, and then there are a lot of unintentional reasons why uh, patients don't take their medications. Sometimes they forget. You know, we're, we're all human. We forget to, you know, I have trouble remembering to take medicines when I'm on them as well. Um, uh, but also, uh, sometimes it's just that they don't realize that they were actually supposed to take that pill every single day or to continue to take it when that bottle, you know, was done and they had to get a refill. Um, and there, you know, and there are other also unintentional uh, reasons if the if their medication regimen is complex you know that they're supposed to be taking pills multiple times a day and different different pill combinations um, they may accidentally uh, not you know not not take the the medications and then sometimes due to other illnesses that they also have you know maybe they have uh, problems with uh, dementia they're confused so they may not be able to remember or, or know that they're supposed to take their medications or maybe they have visual problems they may not be able to see how much insulin they're pulling into their syringe to be able to properly give the administration or maybe they have arthritis in their hands so they can't open their bottles or they can't split the pills um, so there are, there are lots of different reasons um, and it's typically not just one, it's usually a combination of reasons that reach to you know, the point where a patient just won't, won't follow their medication regimen. And in the session today, you're, it's, your group has done a lot of interesting things, kind of some are very practical, but some are high tech, uh, helping clinicians do a better job of making sure that their patients take the medicine. What, can you tell us about some of those? Sure. Um, the way I look at it, and the way we've looked at this problem at Reliant Medical Group is, is that if you want to change someone's behavior and if you want them to do something, 
um, you really have to satisfy what I call three pillars of success. And, and these apply to whether you're trying to get someone to take their medications, whether you're trying to get a physician to use an electronic health record, uh, whether you're trying to get your spouse to take out the garbage. It's the exact same three things that you have to pay attention to. So first is you have to make sure that there's value. Uh, patients have to recognize the value in taking their, um, their medications. Mm -hmm. you, know, you have to educate them to understand why you know, not taking the medication and letting their you know, disease progress is a bad thing and that taking the medication you know, has the benefits of, of controlling the disease, reducing the pro progression, reducing the chance of, of developing problems uh, related to the disease. Um, and uh, so that value is important. In fact, even myself as a physician, I need to find value in that relationship. Mm -hmm. I have to recognize that it's important for me to, to encourage my patients to adhere to their medications. Uh, so everybody has to see value in this. Um, uh, the second thing is that it has to be convenient. Uh, mm -hmm. So it really has to be convenient for the patients to take their medications. Um, so that's, you know, as I talked about, making sure they can afford it, but also uh, that the regimen is simple. You know, they should take once a day medications um, so that it's a simple regimen that they can do. You know, people are, patients are people too, and they, and they, they have busy lives and, and it has to fit into, so you want to give them pill boxes that have the medications laid out for the week so that it's easy for them to, to remember, did I take the pills, and have them located in a place that's uh, convenient for them to remember when they're brushing their teeth, oh, I need to take my pills, there's the pill box. So you really need to get it to fit into, uh, fit into their lifestyle. We've done those kinds of things. Also, you, know, to, you want patients to be able to monitor the effect of their medicines to mm -hmm. show that they actually do work. So one of the things we've done at Reliant is uh, we've given patients home blood pressure monitors. Uh, so for hypertensive patients, they can re take readings and just plugging it in the monitor into a computer, it uploads the readings into our uh, med electronic medical records. So they don't have to get on the phone and call and, and, and give us our results and they don't have to come to a visit to give us their blood pressure readings. They can just do it simply by plugging it in so it's convenient for them. So, so that's, that's, that's the second thing. And then the third thing is trust. You really need to develop a trusting relationship with patients. They need to, uh, they need to believe everything you say that it's important. And, and trust is interesting because you know, the Gallup poll has done studies every single year. They do surveys to find out who, you know, who do people trust. And it turns out people trust nurses more than they do trust doctors and pharmacists. Year after year, nurses top the list of people that you trust. So you really need to leverage that and mm -hmm. actually get nurses to be part of the team to continue to reinforce that message about how it's important to take these medications to adhere to the regimen that they're supposed to be taking them. Uh, so that's really important. I, I call these the three U's. Um, it has to be useful, usable, and you have to develop trust. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what. Yeah. So some of what you've talked about is is more on an outpatient side. What about inpatient uh, and and hospital-based physicians and and care teams? What well, can they do? Well, that's so important because uh, these days, it, you know, when I started practicing medicine, I was the outpatient doctor and I was the inpatient doctor. I took care of all my patients in the hospital. Uh, but now, uh, most of the time, it's a different team of of of. Uh, physicians mm -hmm. and staff that are caring for the patient in the hospital than the team that will see them in follow-up. And so uh, what can happen is there's this tendency to just hand off the patient, you know, to that follow-up team, the primary care physician or the referring physician, and think that it's their responsibility to, you know, to, to get the, you know, get, take care of the patient after that. Whereas what, what, um, 
as you heard today, is that if you actually have the inpatient team focus on making sure that the handoff is successful and that it's not fumbled, um, they can make sure that the education to the patient takes place completely and thoroughly uh, at the time of discharge and then contact the patient after discharge uh, to make sure that they got the pills that they were supposed to be taking and that they know what they're for and that they're taking them correctly, that that proper handoff and, and the follow-through can really make a difference in, in medication adherence and reducing adverse events, reducing rehospitalizations, things like that. Yeah, that was a very interesting point from today's session for me about how that, that follow-up really did make a difference. <laughs> the other thing that I wondered about, or I, I just at the bottom of it all, it really seems like it's the kind of the patient's responsibility in the end to take these. They're the decision maker. What, what would you suggest patients and people do to, to, uh, about taking medications? What's their role in it? Well, it's, it's both the patient's role as well as the, the physician and provider team's role to work together. Um, you know, I may have made it sound like it's, you know, it's the doctor decreeing, you're going to take these pills, you know, here you go, you know, good luck with it. Um, but it actually needs to be a discussion. Mm -hmm. It needs to be a two-way negotiation to understand, you know, what are the best treatments for a particular problem and, and if it is medications, what are the most appropriate medications. You know, we really need to understand what are the, the, the actual personal situations that the patient is in? Do they have financial issues? Do they work the night shift so that the timing is, is not in the morning, it's when they wake up, which is different? Um, do they have problems with opening pills or transportation or these social issues really need to be conveyed and discussed between the patient mm -hmm. and, and the, the physician. So if the physician doesn't ask, patients need to, to speak to, up, to speak up yeah. and, and really convey that information. And there has to be a discussion about, you know, are there certain side effects that the patient's more concerned about? You know, with hypertensive medications, you know, there are issues about sexual dysfunction. And is that something that the patients are worried about? Or do they have cultural reasons? Do they believe that there are hot medicines or cold medicines that shouldn't be taken together with certain diseases? That needs to be conveyed to the physician if they're not asking. So it's really, Patients need to speak up. Speak up, yeah. 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 And then the last uh, group that I think has some role in this is about is public health. Uh, how, how has public health been contributing to medication, improving medication adherence? Well, public health has a huge role because they, they span across communities and states and, and the whole country. And so they, they have the ability to reach far beyond you know, what I could do as an individual physician. So they have the ability to identify, uh, you know, gaps in care, um, issues uh, or inequities in care across the population, and actually do large-scale interventions. I mean, look at the Million Hearts program. It's a, a fantastic mm -hmm. program. And, and they were, um, you know, they, they've made, made it very simple. You know, they're trying to save lives, uh, reduce uh, heart attacks and, and, and other deaths due to cardiovascular diseases, and they came up with very simple ABCs. You know, you want to make sure people are taking aspirin appropriately, that you're controlling their blood pressure, their cholesterol, and stop smoking. You know, and just the communication that they do is, is, is very valuable, the education that they do on a broad scale, and they also, ins they do incentives. So, yeah. you know, at, at Reliant Medical Group, we saw that, you know, gee, our blood pressure control wasn't as good as it could be. We were only at about 68 
percent you know blood pressure controls as we saw today and and through the you know incentives of gee you know wouldn't it be wonderful if we could you know Make be recognized better. by a million hearts we brought our, our blood pressure control up to 80 percent which is you know very you know tops in the nation mm -hmm. um, and you know we were able to get national recognition for that which was really felt good but it also felt good that we're giving better care to our patients because they pointed out to us they made us think about the fact that you know we could be better than we, we currently are mm -hmm. um, and I'd like to see you know public health go even further uh, you know a lot of the care that I give is based on you know making sure that I understand what's going on with our, our patients wherever they happen to go and I want to try to incorporate more of the social determinants of health you know to, that's that impacts why they do or don't take their medications and also uh, the the care that they get so you know, I'd love to be able to reach out and understand more about what's happening to my patients, you know, in schools, in, in the workplace, okay. um, you know, in other parts of, of, of society. And it's possible that, you know, public health could help us get those connections, um, you know, to go places and get more information uh, than, than we're currently capable of doing today. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's lovely. Oh, thank you. It's my pleasure. This mm -hmm. is great. And thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time on Beyond the Data.